It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. As we keep saying, it's that golden time of the year in October where we have more American sport being played than we can keep up with. The MLB playoffs, that is what October is known for, and this year is not disappointing. Well, the World Series ticket up for grabs. The Red Sox and the Astros are locked at two all in their series. And the Dodgers yesterday got on board in their matchup with the Atlanta Braves in a thriller in LA. Bill Shaken. Shaken is the man when it comes to all things Dodgers. You can read his fine work in the LA Times. And he is with us now. G'day, Bill. G'day, how are you? I'm doing well, mate. How are you? You're obviously in the car driving somewhere, so we won't bother you for too long, mate. But what about that game yesterday? LA Dodgers down 5-2. Cody, Cody Ballinger comes and changes it in the eighth. How good was that? Pretty crazy. Uh, Cody Ballinger, who was the most valuable player in the league two years ago, frankly, by performance, was one of the worst players in the league this year. And there were a lot of fans talking about whether he should be playing at all. But given the combination of injuries and performance to other players, they put him in the lineup and he ended up hitting a home run that fans in Los Angeles will be talking about for many years to come. Bill, how dicey did it get at Dodger Stadium? How, how tense was it out there? Well, the Dodgers had lost the first two games of the series, and in this series, the first team to four wins. And the Braves were only a few outs away from going up three games to none. And, you know, math tells you, you know, if you're down three to none and four is what wins, it's not going to be too good. And the fans are very, very quiet at what is the largest baseball stadium in the major league. So you can imagine when all that frustration was let out when Bellinger hit that one home run, just how loud it got. Yeah, that's right. So what talk to us about the um, the Dodgers fans and the fan base and a bit about the franchise. Obviously, you, you cover this team and know them innately. What is the fan base like out in LA and, and how much do they love this team who's had quite a bit of success in recent years, right? Yeah, they moved to Los Angeles in 1958 from Brooklyn in New York. And 
they've become one of the two enduring teams in the Los Angeles landscape. And there's many teams in the market, but it's the Lakers for basketball. And everybody knows from Kobe to LeBron to Magic. Uh, and then the Dodgers, who have had some great <laughs> stars, too. Uh, for people who follow baseball from Sandy Koufax to Don Drysdale, Oral Hershiser, Clayton Kershaw, and now it's it's Mookie Betts, and last night, Cody Bellinger. So how's this uh, playoffs shaping now? So it was 2-0. I thought it was game over when they were down 5-2, and they're at home. But now they've got one back. How do you see this series shaping out over the next couple of games? And there's obviously two games today that are pretty crucial. Yeah, you know, it's weird. Last year, the two teams that were playing for the National League Championship were the same two teams, the Dodgers and the Atlanta Braves. And the Braves led two games to none, just like this year. The Braves lost game three, just like this year. And then we'll see. Last year, the Braves won game four, which we'll play today for this year, and still lost the series. So Dodgers hoping that history repeats and they'll be back in the World Series. We've got Bill Shaken on the line. He is uh, Mr. Baseball for the LA Times. Send us a message, all you baseball heads out there. What do you want to know about this uh, playoff series? And, of course, the tickets that are trying to be punched to the World Series across in the American League as well. At this time of year, Bill, break it down to us. I'm, I'm curious about the nitty-gritty of how important the bullpen is because it's all about depth when you have to play this amount of games in a row and the teams get a good look at each other so they start to understand trends and analytics is a huge part of baseball. So how important does the bullpen get? Much more important in recent years. Uh, the history of the sport has been you had some great starting pitchers and they would go, the game is nine innings, they'd go six, seven, eight, sometimes all nine. Uh, but in recent years, with whether you want to call it statistics or analytics, uh, people have figured out that maybe changing the workloads a little, getting batters to see different pitchers every time up might be more effective. So the bullpen now pitches most of the game. And in fact, today for Atlanta and tomorrow for the Dodgers, they're just not even going to pretend. They're just going to go all relief pitchers, an entire bullpen game. So if you don't have a strong bullpen, you're not going very far. Let's go to the other game. The other game, Boston Red Sox versus the Astros, Houston Astros. Boston had them under the pump. We're leading that series, but Astros have fought their way back into the series to even it up, 9-2. They were down 2-1, and they fought back to, to win 9-2 in that last match. Unbelievable comeback from, from the Astros. How do you see that series shaping up, and what are you seeing from it? Well, I think the one thing, you know, from a casual fan point of view, which is most of the fans, is that the Astros are the great villain team. Yeah. They were caught in the big yeah. cheating scandal. Trash cans. And they think that that was years ago. You should forget about it. And all the fans of every other team were like, no, 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 we're never going to forget <laughs> about that. So they get booed wherever they go. And the year that they were caught – cheating the heaviest was the year that they beat the Dodgers for the championship. So there's a possibility if the Dodgers beat the Braves and the Astros beat the Red Sox, that we could have a rematch of the cheating world series. Ooh. 
Wow. <laughs> and, and isn't the great irony in all of this as well? So that Alex Cora, he, he manages the Red Sox now, doesn't he? And wasn't he in charge at Houston during that period as well? He does. He was suspended for a year uh, by Major League Baseball. And the Red Sox, at the end of the year that he served the suspension, said, okay, you've done your time. Welcome back. We're happy to have you again. <laughs> and so he's just carried on. And the Red Sox, I mean, I don't know how, how close you follow the American League, uh, Bill, but they kind of seem like they're the overachievers out of all of this. Or, or, or What were the Atlanta side, what were the Braves looking like during the regular season? Were they expected to go this far as well? Uh, they were not. They were stumbling for much of the summer. And there are a lot of teams that when they get to that point, again, now with the statistics or the analytics, they'll say, well, our chances of making the playoffs aren't very great. So why expand? And this is all turned into business school now. Why expand our assets, our future resources and minor league players that might help us later? Why expend those assets to get a, a major league player that could help us now when we've only got, say, a 10% chance of making the playoffs? And much credit to the Braves. They said, you know what? We got a chance. Let's act on that chance. So at a time when other teams were not acting, the Braves went out because they had lost basically an entire outfield uh, to injuries and one player to a suspension. And they went out and just replaced their outfield on the fly because other teams were willing to say, oh, our chances are not so good. We'll give away some of our, our older players. And it's worked out great for the Braves. Oh, has it what? So that game's today just after 1 p.m. New Zealand time. It's such good afternoon viewing down here, Bill. Seriously, it's great stuff. We get perfect time zones. The Red Sox-Astros is at 10 a.m. Give us one prediction from today. What's going to go down at Dodger Stadium? Give us one prediction, something we can and our listeners can look out for during the game. Uh, I think the Dodgers win today. They've got the pitching advantage. They have baseball's only 20-game winner this year, Julio Arias, pitching for them. The Braves don't even have a starting pitcher today. They're going to go with one of their bullpen games. So um, it would be great to be in New Zealand, such a beautiful country, um, but it should be pretty fun at Dodger Stadium too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, go smash <laughs> smash a hot dog and a, and a pint of lager for us, and we'll, we'll just have a bit on the uh, Dodgers in return. Thanks so much for your time, Bill Shaken from the LA Times. Thanks, Bill. All right, take care. No worries. There you go. Is he Dodgers? A bit of a strong push for the Dodgers today from Bill. Yeah, well, he's in LA, mate. He has to support the Dodgers. And we've got a message here. Dodgers fans, they must be pretty <laughs> fighting in amongst themselves in the stands. Go the Braves. That is from Lance and Papa Moore. There you go. We've got a Braves fan out there and the MLB. Um, mate, it's heating up. See, no, I watched the, uh, that we towards the end of the big game yesterday with the Dodgers. And uh, obviously said they were down 5-2. I thought they were down and out. And they fought their way back to actually win it and seeing the fans in the stands waving the shirts around their heads. Man, they're so vocal, vocal eh? Love it. Oh, I've never... Heating up. It's heating up, mate. Have you ever been to a baseball game? I know you've been to a Super Bowl. Have you ever seen an MLB game? No. Nah, I've never been to a baseball, mate. Um, there was, uh, I know the the ABs back in the day, they did something with San Francisco Giants, but and they all went to the game and watched them over there in San Fran. I was meant to go there, but I... 
I didn't end up heading along, um, but nah, never got to go, mate. Have you been? No, I haven't, but I, I agree. Like the scenes in October, I get, I'm a sucker. I get so swept up in uh, playoff baseball because it just, the the, ta- the shirts above the head, the whistling, the claps, it's like the closest thing you get to European football, I reckon, in mm. American sport. Like it really looks like kind of it's that tribal, kind of got a bit of AFL about it. There a bit, There's a bit of mongrel to it, like Lance from Papamoa. Dodgers suck, worst fans. Um, so I didn't want to read that to our man from the LA Times, but Lance, always appreciate your messages. After tearing up the NPC and being a driving force of Hawks Bay, success the Bay over the past few seasons. Lincoln McClutchy is going to get a crack at Super Rugby level next year when he laces them up for Moana Pacifica. And a great signing for the new franchise. Before then, though, Lincoln has to help the Bay fend off one more shield challenge against the Waikato this weekend. Lincoln is with us now. He's a busy man, so we won't hold him for too long. He's a leader. He's in the leadership group. How good. Good morning, Link. Morning, bro. Morning, bro. Hey, brother. Congratulations, man. Um, I've been pumping your tyres up for the last couple of days. I'm so excited for you um, to get an opportunity at the next level. Uh, I think it should have come around a lot earlier, mate. But how are you feeling? You, you, you excited, pumped? Yeah, yeah. No, I'm stoked for it, mate. Um, really been looking forward to it. Um, been grinding it out for the last few years, but no opportunities come, so take the most of it. Nice, mate. And how how did you find out? Like, were you in talks with um, Aaron Major and, and Co, and having some chats with him? And was was it always part of the plan to get into Moana Pacifica? Yeah, yeah. So, um, kind of chatting to him at the starting of the year, and then he was kind of giving me tips on what he was looking for, what he wanted me to work oh. on. So really just stuck at it and pretty much just focused on that stuff and yeah turns up nice pretty good so it's working so far oh, pretty good that's an understatement mate I've been very impressed uh, the way you're leading uh, the Hawks Bay side around you've got a young squad man let's be honest if you got Eddie Anata there but Falau Fakatawa, yeah, yeah. you got Lincoln McClutchy Danny Tawala Stacey Ely so it's a young backline Jonah Lowe on the wing Tell us about that, mate. Are you enjoying playing for the Hawks Bay side? Looks like you guys are just having so much fun. You're playing with so much freedom. Yeah. Um, personally, I think just the connections are quite good between us all. Um, the bond's strong, so everyone's on the same page. No one's bigger than each other. I think that's the strong yeah. one for us. Everyone's on the same level. We're just playing, really. No, it's good. Loving it. What What is it about this culture, mate? I was so lucky enough to be able to come in the change rooms after the game last weekend, obviously Ash Dixon's yeah. last match, and just seeing the mana and the, the respect and just the togetherness that you had in the change room, mate. Can you just tell us a bit more about the Hawks Bay culture and the environment at the moment? What makes it so great? And it's been able to transition onto the field as well. Yeah. Um, my, my opinion, I thought Dicko started... Started this all. Um, previous years, uh, when I was at school, I heard the bond wasn't quite strong. Um, when Mark Osage came in, we all decided to start something that'll connect us stronger. So I think just having little little activities throughout the week makes us stronger. Always going out for lunch with each other, not just your mates people that you've got to connect with throughout the field. It all starts from there, I think. Um, just connecting, 
No, it's good. It's good. I'm loving it. I love training with the boys every day. I love turning up every day. Not just turning up, running through the motions, turning up, actually wanting to play and wanting to win. So I think that's the difference. Yeah, I love it, man. I love it. I know uh, Ash. I spoke to Ash last week, and I want you to talk about him in a minute. But I spoke to Ash about the... I said, mate, what are you doing? Like, the boys have still got another connection, another week to go. And he he winked at me, and he said, nah, bro, it's time. You boys are ready. Your boys are... uh, You know how to prepare for a game. You know what it takes to go to that next level. And uh, it just feels like you, you guys have just got everything ticked. Mate, tell us about Ash. Tell us about Ash. I know he's a grumpy old fella, and obviously the salary cap's <laughs> going to be loosened up a wee bit, so Lincoln's going to get paid. Um, how much of a loss will he be, bud? Uh, yeah, he's a big loss for us. He's a big loss for us, obviously. Um, but now we've got we've got young boys stepping up, JD, Keanu. Um, they're taking over quite well. They've been quite good this week. Um, but now you can tell when, when Smudgy's gone, there's um, yeah. a few words not saying at training. Might get the ball a bit more, but uh, <laughs> he's a big loss. He's a big loss for us. What What about your game, mate? We're gonna go back to you because this is hugely exciting for you. Was he? It's I've been having a wee debate, mate. I just can't believe that you've been let go from the Hurricanes region. Was there any conversations with the Canes? Were they keeping in touch with you? They were giving you anything? Mm, yeah, I was a tough one there. Um, just talking with my agent and that, um, it's just real hard to um, try and be in the environment. Um, due to last year, there was just no yeah. communication between us. So kind of just try to look for elsewhere and get yeah. other coaches' opinions on what I need to work on. Um, but yeah, no, Kane's been did all right. I just, yeah, that's all right, bro. I know. I don't want to. I don't want. I don't want you to say anything. I'll keep saying it for you, yeah. mate. They're, they're terrible. They're terrible. I can't believe they let get, let you go. I, I I could have picked you. I know you play for Tamatia, mate, and I know that's the red and black uh, hoops. I really could have picked pictured yeah. you down in the red and black down in Canterbury, bro. You reckon you could have come down here? Oh, that would, yeah, that would have been me. Um, <laughs> would have loved it down there. Um, yeah, just being in that culture and. Obviously, black and white hoops. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see what happens in a few more years. Nice, mate. Hey, look, there's been talks as well, mate. There's been talks. I I know you've got a couple of your mates from the Hawks Bay side heading into Moana Pacifica, but there's been talks of a guy that played for the East Coast on the weekend maybe lacing up for Moana Pacifica, Ma'a Nonu. How cool would that be to maybe just run a little short ball to Ma'a hitting the line? (laughs) Oh, bro. Yeah, oh, it'll help me out a lot anyway. Yeah, <laughs> that'll be good. Yeah. Be All good right, there, All right, brother. You're, 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 you're a busy man, mate. Hey, I look forward to pumping your tyres up on Saturday, but congratulations, man. I'm, I'm so proud of you just to see where you've come from, the leadership you're showing at a real young age. Uh, just couldn't think of anything better for you, man, Link, and... Uh, you're a busy man. Get to that leadership meeting. I don't want Oz to bloody pay you out, rip you out, and give you a fine. So all the best, and I'll see you on Saturday, bud. Nah, awesome. Thanks, Lizzie. Thanks. Appreciate that, bro. Awesome. Nah, mean. Proud of you, man. There you go. Lincoln McClutchy of the Hawks Bay. He's a very, he's a quiet man. He's a quiet man. He's made a few words, but, mate, what a champion. And just seeing him develop on the field, mate, he's, he's turning into a complete player.
He's turned into a complete player. And the text machine is heating up. Is heating up. I saw one text message throughout that interview. <laughs> and, um, oh, I, I just can't believe you wrote that. Well, Corey Jane was better than me. Yeah, no. No, he wasn't better than me. <laughs> I love it. I love it. It's so good. But, mate, the text machine's heating up. We've even got a side. We've even got a side that's come through. A hurricane stubbed 15. Here we go. How good is that? Yeah, it's it's brilliant, mate. You're right. It is te- heating up. And Jim from Tamuxi, congratulations, Link. You deserve to step up. Good luck for the Shield events. Lock it up for the summer. Cheers, Jim. Um, you're right, Izzy. I wouldn't say some were overlooked that just with some better players in front of them like Corey Jane <laughs> over Izzy. <laughs> wow. Yeah, you're not wrong. Yes, I, I, I was overlooked. It's okay. It's I reckon. Okay. He was. He, can we check if that's Corey Jane's number? Can we Can we run yeah. it? Can we yeah, run hold it? on. <laughs> <laughs> nah, if it was, mate, he'd be spitting tax. <laughs> um, and there's, a, there's a great text here from Fergus from uh, Danny Vick. One more before we get off, and we're going to get back to some of your calls. If you if you've got if you feel as passionate about it, give us a call. 0800 150 Izzy nail on head. Hurricanes by far the worst at looking after the regions. Definitely, definitely while Naki left. If you live in Wellington, you get automatic advantage over other players. Uh, Cody Taylor, Liam Squire, Charlie Natai. Um, list goes on and on and on. Um, I've been a Hurricanes fan all my life from Danny Virk. Support Hawks Bay, but always support Highlanders. That's where the boys end up. Fergus from Danny Virk. And I feel like there will be lots mm. of people that will relate to that, is? Yeah, mate. That's, that's spot on. Cody Taylor. Far out. Forgot about the codes over in Levin. You know, like there, there is many, many more. And like this is a passionate topic. This is a passionate topic that people have um, been very passionate about and it's something that I've been thinking about and I've been thinking about for a very long time just how you know yeah someone texted in they are reactive rather than being proactive so they are reacting they, they're seeing these players develop into big stars and then it's too late like it's, it's like club like they got to get out there see them when they're at school not poaching like because at school that's you know we want them to be kids and, and enjoy high school but just see the talent Keep an eye, you know, keep the conversations with their families. But, yeah, just fascinating when all these players and the text machine has gone off. So give us a call on 0800 150 because I want to debate it. All right, keep them coming through and give us a call. We'll be back to talk more about this. And, and again, congratulations to Lincoln McClutchy. He's going to play Super Rugby, and that's the main thing. Good on you, man. Yesterday, Hoop fans got the return of the NBA after an off-season which felt like it came and went in a blink. Now the countdown is on for the NBL, which is set to tip off at the start of December, Tom Abercrombie is the captain of the Breakers and one of the linchpins of the basketball in NZ, and he's with us now. And, well, Tom knows how I can dunk it. I did a wee little promotion with Tom, and he's seen my dunk, and i got hops, mate. How good? Good morning, Tom. Good morning, Izzy. You're delusional, mate. It's a bit early for you. <laughs> yeah, hey, mate. You, you, hey, you saw my hops, bud. You just didn't see the chair that was underneath the hoop, eh? Yeah, exactly, but hey, it's all right. It's just what top topic counts, eh? <laughs> so it's all about camera work, but it's all about camera work. But, mate, how you been? How's preparations been? You're obviously in, in Auckland. It's been a pretty tough time up there. How, how have you been able to prepare and train and, and get ready for the upcoming season, mate? Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously it's it's been been a little tough. We were kind of helped out a little bit in the fact that our, our season was delayed quite a bit. You know, we would have usually been starting first week of October and pushed back to um, December December 4th start date for us now. So we've had a little bit of extra time, but um, you know, level four, not, not able to do to do anything really. So 
a lot of um, going down to the rugby club and running around the field and doing a bit of stuff on our own. But uh, level three, we've been able to get back and do some stuff in some small groups, which has been good. But, um, you know, obviously, we want to get the whole squad together. We've got a couple of guys waiting for us over in Australia. Um, mm. And, you know, we're just, we're just waiting to sort of firm up what our plans are in terms of, um, you know, relocation over there. And uh, but it looks like, you know, we're going to be over there until sort of early, early February. Um, so, you know, a good challenge for us to start the season on the road again. But, uh, you know, hopefully there's some light at the end of the tunnel and, and we'll have some, some home games at the end of the season. If we can get off to a really good start, then, you know, put us in a really good spot. But, um, you know, I like the group that we've got put together this year and, um, yeah, just itching to get started. It feels like it's been a, another longest off-season in history. <laughs> it has, mate. It has. Let's talk about the squad. You've, you've assembled a uh, pretty exciting squad. You've got some French flair coming from France. You've got some NBA coming, uh, Jer- Jer- Jeremiah Martin coming over. You've got yourself, uh, Finn Delaney. Squad shaping up relatively nicely, mate. You, what, what are you hoping for the season? Obviously a win, but you got the squad and the chemistry to go over there and do well? Yeah, I think so. Uh, you know, we've got a, a good Kiwi core there, as you said, but um, yeah, some mm. exciting new pieces as well with the the two young Frenchies who have come in and um, you know, I've been really impressed with what I've seen from those guys. They can they can both play they've got a good feel for the game as as most um, the young European players do. They they seem to have just a, a really good feel and, and IQ for the game and both those guys have got that mm. and obviously got that that X factor which is why they're on, you know, a lot of draft boards for next year as well. So excited with what with what those guys can bring. Um, you know, Peyton Peyton Seaver, our point guard who's joined us, is he's going to be super exciting as well. Um, you know, guy with a, a lot of European experience, Euroleague experience, a really good leader. Um, you know, someone who I think is really going to fit the way that you know Dan coaches um, really well. You know, obviously coming from a European background himself, uh, Peyton understands that style of play and the, the subtleties and, and things that comes along with that. Uh, I haven't obviously got to see. Jeremiah yet, but um, you know, pretty exciting player on paper. So we're just looking forward to getting it all together, getting everyone together, and um, seeing how good we can be. You know, you, you, mm. it's one thing to to look on the on the roster and go up and down and, and see how things can look, but um, you know, it's another thing yeah. just seeing how they all come together. It, we talk about the brand. Like, there's a, every team has an identity with how they play. You look at Golden State; they're a perimeter side. They shoot from anywhere. They like dropping bombs. How do the Breakers want to play this season? They want to play an aggressive attacking boards. They want to play moving, moving the ball around. How do you see this season shaping out with the squad you've got? Uh, look, I think with um, you know our coaching staff, there's always going to be a um, sort of style to how we play and that that, that real mm. discipline and structure, I guess, on the half court and making sure that we're getting shots where we want to get shots from guys we want to shoot at. Um, you know, there's, a, there's a real emphasis on that, but I think this year, you know, there's going to be a bit more emphasis on um, getting getting up and in a little bit more and being a bit more of a pressure defensive team. We've got um, you know a lot of guys who can switch a lot of stuff. We're a bit more versatile, um, but yeah, we want to create some you know havoc out there, create some turnovers yeah. and our versatility and length to our advantage. You know, we've got a guy like Yanni, um, Yanni Wetzel at the five who can guard anyone so it gives us a real strength out there you know if things aren't, aren't going well we um hopefully we'll be able to you know go to a place where we can switch a lot of stuff and 
create um, some you know, problems for the other team that way. But I think that'll be the, the major sort of difference for us this year is probably picking up that tempo a little bit more, trying to play a little faster at both ends, but um, you know, maintaining that, that structure and discipline that I guess um, you know, Dan's teams are known for. Mate, obviously this, the, the, with COVID and disruptions, it's not ideal. And, and for yourselves, you're going to be based in Australia, away from family and, and things like that. So it's going to be pretty tough for yourself. Have you reached out to any other organisations to get a few tips or a few ideas? You know, I know the Warriors have been based over there for a while now. And have you have you thought about that and maybe getting some ideas from other organisations? Yeah, we obviously learnt a lot about what we went through last year as well. Um, yeah, we've done it all before, and there's a lot of things that uh, yeah we'll try and do a little bit differently from last year as well. And yeah, a big one of that is is uh, you know, guys' personal situations and, and families and things like that. You know, there's, there's going to be options for guys if they want to take their families over with them this year. Um, you know, it's obviously not an option for everyone. My family won't be coming with me, but. Um, it's, it's just about, I, I think a lot of guys learned a lot of things from last year and hopefully we'll do things better this year. Uh, I know the club's been in, in contact with um, you know, the Warriors, the Phoenix, and seeing how you know, their setups are and how they've been able to do things. But you know, to be honest, at the moment, it, it, uh, it's, a, it's a tough one to sort of plan for because um, you know, a lot of this stuff is, is happening yeah. at the last minute. You know, the schedule only came out a couple of weeks ago. We still don't know where we're going to be re- relocated to, so... Yeah, it's one thing to put things in place, but um, you need to know where you're going to be first. Um, so hopefully we'll get that information pretty soon. And as a captain, mate, how's that for you? Um, you're obviously a big leader in the side and you've had to lead from the front and it'll, there'll be a lot of anxiety and anxious players about there with so much uncertainty. Have you been taking a major role in trying to keep the boys calm and um, in the now? Yeah, I mean, it's it, right, like... Um, at the moment, we can only control what we can control, and um, all those all those things related to our relocation stuff are out of our control at the moment. Um, you know, we just have to have faith that the club has our best interests at heart, and they're doing what they can to to put all the appropriate features in place. Which, um, you know, I do. You know, a lot of them were over there with us last year, and, and they know what uh, what needs to happen. Yeah. So, you know, for us, it's just about at the moment trying to get the best out of. Um, our situation back in New Zealand and, and using this time to our advantage to get better. Um, and then, you know, when, when those those plans become a little bit clearer, we'll be able to talk through what that means for us as a team and, and how we sort of handle that. But um, yeah, as, a, as I said, a big learning from last year is being open and talking about that stuff, and that's something that we're going to do when the time's right. we got Tom Abercrombie here on the line, um, obviously stalwart of New Zealand basketball. Tom, it's Louie here, man. Hey, I'm curious. You've you've seen the NBL progress for a long time now. You've played in it for years and years. The overall standard of the league and where it's at to now, we've got players like um, well, RJ Barrett, Lamello, these young French guys actually making it a, a genuine option. How impressed have you seen the development and what the administrators have been able to do as far as the marketing side of it as well? Yeah, it's, it's honestly, it's gone and leaps and bounds from, from when I started. Uh, this is my 13th year, and the, the standard of the league is, is a heck of a lot better uh, now than it was back then. You, you're attracting you know, top, top-class imports who you know, have EuroLeague, sometimes NBA options, and they're choosing you know, this route because mm. um, they can see the advantages of it, and, and especially in these the young kids now who you're seeing coming through and using it as a pathway uh, to get to the NBA. Um, I think that's, that's really exciting and it's something that kind of needs to happen, you know, because 
know, there's been kids for a long time all they've had is um, you know college to go through if they wanted to achieve their MBA dream. But um, you know, having an alternative pathway, which you know I think is in a lot of ways a, a better option because they're they're learning the professional game and, and learning to play against men night in night out. Um, you know, guys are seeing the advantages of that, and that's why we're seeing more and more guys sort of come through this this pathway now. And uh, I saw some some graphic the other day, like the number of players who are playing in the NBA now that you know have played in the NBL in the last few years. Like it, it's crazy. There's there's a lot of guys out there, um, which is awesome to see, mm. and that's what a lot of teams are almost um, you know promoting within themselves is like, yeah, come to us, and if you get an NBA opportunity, like we're not going to hold you back. You you go and take it, which is a little bit different, I guess, to some you know top-level EuroLeague teams and things like that who yeah. you know, want to lock guys into contracts and not give them NBA outs and things like that, which is fair enough. That's their way of doing things, and, and they pay guys a lot of money. But um, I think this uh, yeah, this sort of pathway and way of doing things is working really well for NBA, and it's going from strength to strength. Yeah, and I guess the, the ESPN deal was probably a reflection of that, right? Like a, a huge powerhouse, um, a huge mm. promoter of the sport, and the fact that your game's going to be on ESPN here in, in New Zealand and Australia, I'm pretty sure, right? That that must have been pretty cool. Yeah, for sure. No, it's, uh, it's pretty cool. Like you, you, As a kid, you, well, I certainly grew up watching ESPN or the, or the basketball on ESPN. It's like, uh, yeah, for real, it feels like that's just a, that's a big time. That's the NBA channel, and you know, for our games to be on ESPN, over in America and things is um, it's pretty cool, and I think that's a lot of that's to do with these young kids coming through. You know, kids that have got a chance of, of um, going through and making the NBA. Uh, those Americans want a chance to watch them, uh, but also it's just a, a fun, quality basketball league for them to watch. I think um, the style of play is always very up tempo and fast and um, exciting to watch. People love that, uh, and obviously the Americans like watching it too because of a different option probably other than the NBA which I guess during the regular season can be at times a little bit slow and a little bit boring um, you know those guys sometimes are just going through the motion for you know they're playing 82 games um, you know where we're putting you know the bodies on the line night in night out which um, people obviously appreciate watching Hey mate oh, we spoke about the NBA just before we let you go just before we let you go to you're a busy man Spoke about the NBA yesterday, so I want your MVP, your early pick for MVP, the final sides, and a player to watch throughout the competition in the NBA. <laughs> oh, this is very <laughs> early calls. Um, <laughs> I think, oh, look in the finals, the Warriors are my team, so I'm gonna I'm gonna pick the Warriors to get back there, just because I okay. I'm excited about Clay coming back and um, yep. Steph is obviously incredible. Um, so hopefully yeah. those guys can put it together and, and get back there. Uh, I think well, I think Milwaukee's going to be pretty tough as well. I, I, I can see them getting back to the big stage as well. MVP, I'm going to go with uh, KD. I think he's just you know another year. We picked comfortable him. in Brooklyn and coming back from his <laughs> from his injury and things as well. He's going to be backfiring in all cylinders, especially if Kyrie's not there. It's just going to be a little bit more load on his shoulders. So. Um, yeah, KD for MVP, Me. Warriors and the Bucks in the final. What was your other one? Player to watch. I went Jar Morant. Player to watch. Um, you know who I think is just going to take a nut? Like, he was awesome last year, Zach Levine. 
for Chicago. Yeah. Like he took a massive step up last year, but I think he's got some more pieces around him this year. He's going to be a little bit more attention yeah. on the balls, and I think he's he's got a chance really taking that team to the next level. So I'm looking forward to watching what he does. Hey, Tom Abercrombie, yeah. thank you so much, mate. Breakers Nation, we're going to be watching with interest come December time, mate. I wish you and the team all the best on your travels, and... Uh, Go well, mate. Appreciate your time. Thank you, man. Craig Calder on the line. He is the CEO of South Canterbury Rugby. They've been going great guns, undefeated alongside Thames Valley. They've got a wonderful match this weekend against Whanganui and a great initiation as well uh, from South Canterbury Rugby. Good morning, Craig. Good morning, Izzy, uh, from uh, sunny Timaru. Yes, he's a beautiful, beautiful down the South Island, mate. Wouldn't be... Wouldn't uh, wouldn't be wrong with good weather, mate. We love it down here. It's beautiful. The sun is shining, mate. But talk about this weekend. You're up against Whanganui. Up against Whanganui. Oh, yeah. and you've got a great thing happening at the stadium with the vaccinations, mate. Yeah, we um, had an away game last weekend for Super Saturday and we just decided, hey, we've got to do something as a good rugby community partner. And so anyone that comes along and gets a jab, either it's their first or mm. their second, we'll give them 10 bucks. And that includes kids, so... We've had a good bit of feedback from the community. They love it. Um, and we're just doing our bit. Um, who knows how many we've got, we'll get. Um, who knows? Ten bucks? How good is that, mate? Where'd that come from? Ten bucks? Did, you, get a did you get that Silver Lake deal over the, the line? Stands? Yeah, we got, we, we got the uh, Silver Lake deal early, you see. So <laughs> we, got, we, we haven't got the Players Association in, 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 in our uh, negotiations, so they gave us a special... Uh, Special budget direct to South Canterbury. There you go. <laughs> oh, how good, Craig. Look, jokes aside, mate, how have you been tracking? How's the unions been tracking yourself? Have you been getting through this pretty uncertain time? And, you know, we're, we're going to bring it up anyway. You, you've touched on it. And then I'll yeah. we'll talk about it post. But how, how's the union been going? No, we're tracking pretty well. Um, it's, it's been tough for all of us. Fortunately, we started our club season early and got it out of the way. So we had a six-week gap, so the lockdown didn't affect us. Uh, maybe the boys a bit grumpy because they uh, weren't training together, <laughs> but they stuck together. And that's yeah. fact, the draw, the revised rules helped South Canada because uh, this time, uh, if, if we'd had the original draw, we'd be playing uh, West Coast this weekend, I think. So the draw has been, uh, the revised rules been good for us, but who knows, because we're in the test match area now. Wanganui, North Otago, Mid-Canada, all great teams. And we really respect Wanganui. We've had some bing-bong battles over the last few years and they've beaten us in finals. They've done even... And I've got no fear coming down to Timaru, so... Uh, and they're a very good side, very well balanced. So it's going to be a cracker. And it's just Harlan rugby at its best. As it really is, you know. We we still have aftermatches. We still have a beer in the sheds. We still have a meal together. We still share our kai, you know. We still have a, a couple afterwards. So, so, you know, she's rugby at its purest. Uh, have you been enjoying the last couple of months with uh, the exposure Heartland Rugby has been getting? Obviously, with a couple of names coming back, but especially for our show, mate, we've we've loved talking about it. We've had um, you know a lot of coaches and players on the shows over the last couple of ye- uh, weeks and just really embracing it, mate. Have you been enjoying the the last couple of months with Heartland? Yeah, the line nights on it, and it's been wonderful. It really has, and to see my mummy play last weekend and Jose come back. I don't know, Rico's up there too, so I don't know what's happened to him. Well, he didn't pull the jersey on, but um, 
<laughs> yeah, isn't it great? And particularly when champagne goes and tastes with pink gum trees. Uh, yeah, this is what this is what it's all about. You know, it, it really is an amateur game played by guys that give their guts, you know, week in, week out. They get a bit of spending money and that's about it. They do it for the love of the game. And uh, to me, it should be on style. You know, it should be televised. You know, why isn't it? Yeah. You know, we've got this Mickey, yeah. Mickey Mouse NPC competition going. Um, and uh, Heartland should be on style. It should be telecast everywhere. Mate. I totally agree. I totally agree. And I do work for Sky, and I know there is some people in the background trying to get it over the line, especially one major game a weekend. Um, I think it should be telecast for sure, mate. I totally agree. But for South Canterbury, South Canterbury, we got any any big names running around for you guys that might don the jersey, might make a wee comeback? Anyone anyone keen? No, no, no. Unless you want to come down and have a bit of a run. We haven't. <laughs> No, not me, mate. I've got one leg. <laughs> no, we've got, a, we've got a couple of good loan players from Canterbury. Uh, one particularly good first eight from uh, Tasman. He's played a few games for Tasman. Um, he's about third or fourth in the picking list, a guy called Sam Briggs. Uh, you know, for six mm. years I've been in this, and uh, we've never had a number 10. So I was adamant this year we were going to find a number 10. And we found Sam and Sam flies down each week. He's a good good birthday rate. Um, and we've got a couple others from Christchurch. Um, you know, Zach McCoy from the Christchurch Club. And we've got a second yeah, five eight who's a player of origin. Yeah, and so uh, James Hawkey, and he's had a couple of games for Canterbury and for Tasman. So, yeah, that exciting back line. But what's really great is that this board pack this year is all our local players. They've all stood up. Um, and we, we don't need any loan players in those areas. You know, there's a guy, Anthony Amato, and I know he's a big six foot four, 120 kg lock that runs like a loose forward. And yeah, I, I know Manawa Pacifica has been looking at him. So, you know, there's a few guys there that are capable of standing up, but don't want to. And one of the stars of our show is a guy called Matt Fetu, who's our prop. He's had 112 games, he's 38 years of age, and he played 80 minutes nice. of rugby. <laughs> But the funny thing is, he, he sits off the paddock and what is the first thing he does? He reaches to his feet and takes a cigarette out and has his hair. So there you go. <laughs> but, 112 so games and he goes 80 minutes and he has a dart for post-match. Are you sure? Yeah, yeah absolutely. True story. Last weekend, 80 minutes he went and he sits off the paddock oh, and suddenly magically produced a cigarette. There you go. <laughs> that's, Craig, that's a, oh, is, that is yeah. about as heartless as it gets That reminds me of that guy who was on TV3 on Saturday night Who was playing against Henry Nichols He got bowled by Henry Nichols And he <laughs> playing for Kaipoi Cricket Club And he pulls out a fag and says he was absolutely shattered So those are the real New Zealanders out there doing it like yourself, Craig Hey, we appreciate your time And um, look, we love what South Canterbury's doing this weekend With the vaccination drive as well It's really good stuff Hopefully it doesn't completely um, leave the leave the bank balance dry and, and then uh, I guess the next Ten bucks. The next part That's of good. that is hopefully we can get some financial relief for the smaller unions like yourself in the coming months. It would be great to get this um, a resolution found in the Silver Lake stuff, wouldn't it? Oh, wouldn't it ever? And it's, uh, it's, I can tell you there's 26 very frustrated unions. Uh, we've been gagged a little bit because we don't want to upset the negotiation. But um, I can tell you that it's, we're at the point of uh, saying let's Let's get let's get going with this thing. Um, I think there's more discussions this week. 
I don't want to let him out of the bag, but they're loggerheads in a couple of key areas. Um, as he's the old captain uh, alongside Bob there and a few other ex-players. Um, and we've just got, they've just got to realise that 150 players are holding up 2,500 or more, so 200,000 players or whatever the figure is. So, you know, we, we're hopeful that it will come across. Um, I, I'd hate to lose the legacy funding, which, which drips down into our uh, community rugby game. And I hope our, mm. our negotiators are, are very focused on the community game, not just the top level. We hear you, Craig. We hear you loud and clear, mate. All the best for this weekend. Appreciate your time this morning.